Well, we're going to have a, have a great time. Ryan is going to share and, uh, and minister a bit out of what um, he's felt he's carried and learnt from their time in India. For those of you who may not know, I, I suppose I'd better explain that a little bit. We had a missions team from here, um, eight, team eight, Shampa called them, um, went over to India a couple of weeks ago, week, week and a half ago, whatever. When was it? I don't know. A week ago? That, yeah, right. And, um, and so they were with Shampa and Jonathan Rice in India and had a great time, did all sorts of things. And so, yeah, I asked Ryan to share and really impart and release some of what he's learnt tonight. And um, so, Ryan, you come up and um, just talk amongst yourself for one minute because I just want to plan something. Hang on a sec. <laughs> So, yeah, let's stretch a hand out to Ryan. Lord, we just pray tonight that you would release exactly what you want us to hear. And we receive that already tonight in this hungry atmosphere. And Lord, I just pray a fresh anointing, fresh blessing on Ryan, fresh energy. Give him some supernatural caffeine right now in Jesus' name. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> They found some blood in my uh, coffee stream, and um, yeah, so whenever you see me, me yawn, that's a silent scream for coffee. <laughs> yeah, fun times. Excellent. Yeah, well, it, actually, in India, I, I was trying so hard to find somewhere to grab a coffee, but to no avail. They drink lots of chai there. Has anyone ever had an Indian chai? But they're simply delish, and uh, you've got spices in there. Yeah, hands off if you've been to India before. Awesome. Yeah, some of these guys have been. Awesome. My cousin at the back, James, he's been to India. Yeah, way to go. Cool. Sarah um, from Byron Bay, you're visiting tonight. Where are you, Sarah? You've, you've been to India on a mission trip. And definitely stand up all those that came to India with us. So Jordan and Bronnie and Keith. Yeah, Lauren, these guys were a blast to be with in Kolkata. Way to go. They did such an outstanding job. Awesome. Cool. Well, whenever you go away overseas, you often, um, your eyes are open, aren't they, to um, what's happening out there in the big wide world. But my eyes were definitely open to what's happening in the Father's heart, you know, and, and what's happening in the Father's heart, definitely for the nation of India. But while I was over there, I got some fresh perspectives actually for, for us and, and for what he wants to do in Australia. You could say prophetic insights and, and that can, those insights have come with an impartation. When you get around uh, guys like Jonathan and Shampa Rice, your life gets changed, you know. And so we di- di- um, took a dive into what they're doing and got really immersed in their, their culture and the way they do ministry. And we were so blown away and we got so radically blessed. And um, I know I'm not the same. Hands up if you agree, teammate. We're called teammate. It's like elite Justice League crew. <laughs> That's what Shampa said. 
I've prepared a slideshow and I've got a slide which is a bit of a window um, into what God showed me with a, with a bit of a statement. So let's put the first one up there. All right. So um, before we went to India last year or early this year, I actually had a dream. So that's a good way to start planning for a missions trip, isn't it? Yeah, and I told Marty and um, in this dream... We were in some streets, uh, like on a, on a, sorry, on a street, and uh, it was quite dark and murky, and uh, I began to see it was India, and there was a lot of traffic, very hectic traffic in, in India, and lo and behold, there was this beggar guy who was very, very angry, and he was going off at cars, going past. He's creating an atmosphere of, of anger around him. And in this dream, I was actually walking with Marty and, uh, and Jesus as well. So we were together and we, I felt really like safe, not just because of Marty's huge biceps and guns that he has, but oh, and my um, incredible karate skills, doing the roundhouse kicks and but also because Jesus was with us, of course. So, <laughs> um, and uh, what happened was I felt Jesus go into me and then I began to move towards this beggar guy and I looked into his face and I didn't just look at him, I looked into him. But when I looked into him, I didn't look into him with judgment. I looked into him with compassion and love and I identified with his brokenness and with his pain and in that moment I felt an incredible release and then when he looked back at me I knew he was looking back at Jesus in me and he was seeing Jesus Christ and he said you don't know how I feel and that's the sense we got over there when we were in India just this you foreigners how do you know how we feel you know Um, but every time we looked at them we, they could see something extraordinary about us in our face and they could, we know that they could see Jesus. And there was a connection with, with, the, with the God who cares in that moment. And so we looked at the, I looked at this beggar and uh, he was seeing Jesus and then he said, yeah, you don't know how I feel. And then all of a sudden Jesus says, yes, I do know how, you're, how you feel. And his this beggar's face, I've got to explain, this was really morphed and, um, and uh, like, like he was born with deformity, and, uh, which is frowned upon in India because you were probably really uh, evil in a past life and so bad karma has come, up, come upon you and you've been reincarnated into this uh, person with a, with a disability or a, a dysfunction or a... Um, uh, your, what did I use? I used the word deformity. And so he's looking at Jesus with such anger. And all of a sudden Jesus said, yes, I do know how you feel. And Jesus' face morphed into the, the brokenness that was experienced at the cross. And said, I do know how you feel. And in that moment, that, that um, man was just completely um, open to, um, to, to the love of God. And I was... Um, so blessed by that dream. I told Marty, it really encouraged us to start planning to go to India. 
And so while we were over in India, I was kind of looking towards people that were broken, connecting with them. And I just felt myself moved with compassion. It's like Jesus in Matthew chapter 14, where he looked over the people and he saw that they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he was moved towards them. He, it says he was moved with compassion. And in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, Paul says, the love of Christ compels me. And so we literally find ourselves jumping out of our skin. We're gravitated towards problems with compassion because the solutions are inside of us waiting to be unlocked because there's nothing impossible with God, is there? And compassion, which seems sweet and innocent, is a powerful force that changes the world. Isn't that amazing? And so I was looking out for this possible guy when I was over there that had disformity, never saw him in India. But then suddenly at Singapore airport on the way home, saw an Indian man with a deformed face. Are you from Kolkata? No, but I'm picking up some people from there now. And, uh, and I said to him, wow, I saw you in a dream. I'm a disciple of Jesus, and I want you to know he loves you so much. And I reached out to him, just embraced him. And I saw, I saw him in that moment, his face changed like he's looking in, like a reflection of a mirror as he saw Jesus Christ looking back at him through me. And so this, is, this was such a special moment for me. I'm like, yeah, my dream came true, but not how I thought it would. Sometimes there's different interpretations, multiple interpretations to any given dream. So... Um, I love it. I love compassion. And so God moves with miracles when we are moved with compassion. And uh, I always said, this is a word over us, team. This is a word over us. And when Shampa had a meeting with us, she was talking to the team. And she's like, compassion. It's compassion. And it was so confirming, wasn't it, Keith? Yeah, it was just so incredible. She said, like, you come up people with compassion and they'll open wide to you um, sort, of, sort of thing. All right, next slide. All right, the... The next little insight I want to impart is that the leading of the Spirit is in the landing of the anointing. And a little story happened to me where we were in Singapore Airport, again, this time on the way there. And uh, we went into the Butterfly Garden. And uh, it's so nice and warm in there, very tropical. So it's a bit like a sauna. And we were just hanging out, Bronnie and Keith and I. And all of a sudden, a butterfly came and landed on my head. And... uh, in that moment, I'm like, cool, I am the chosen one, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, if lightning had struck me like the prophet Bob Jones, that'd be really cool as well. But in this instance, God chose to um, place a little butterfly on my head. I'm still masculine, all right? You know, those roundhouse kids, kicks, you can, I'll show you some of them, those moves later. Um, all right. <laughs> Um, so what happened to me? Yeah, this butterfly lands on my head. I feel it. And we knew it meant something. And then I was trying to see if I could position myself so it would happen again. And is this something that happens to others as well? But it didn't seem to be. They were all gravitating towards the pineapples that were um, laid out for them to feast upon. Um, not my luscious brown hair. But this butterfly decided. So when we were talking to Shampas, she said that's actually meaningful in Indian culture. And it means um, that it means marriage. It means marriage and, and uh, like the two becoming one. And I actually felt through that experience that God was prophesying to me about how India and Australia are like 
wings of the same butterfly in a marriage. And there was this marriage between India and Australia. Um, well, God's showing me that actually now as I'm speaking to you. But I knew, sorry, but I knew it meant marriage, obviously, because Shampa said that. But uh, I, I knew it meant something to do with love. I can safely say that. So I'm going to walk in love and transformation. So this, the thing is that, that love, as, as this Indian meaning of landing, a butterfly landing on you, it means if a butterfly lands on you that you're going to get married. And it actually happened to Shampa. And she said her face went bright red. I don't know that, how that happens for a dark-skinned Indian, but yeah, <laughs> she, uh, she blushed and um, she was so happy and uh, I believe, but slightly embarrassed. <laughs> and so I knew it meant something to do with marriage and love. And, and so love, love actually flows so, so wonderfully um, wherever we go that it leads to transformation. And so we actually are those that have been transfigured like butterflies from, from caterpillars. And so we carry transformation because we've been touched with transformation. Whatever we touch gets transformed and we begin a transfiguration process. And it was so powerful, you know, as we would just touch people's lives. And also in this story, I learn about God's leading because I love to plan, I love to program, I love to schedule, I love to timetable. You guys know that, right? Like, as a teacher, but that's not the Indian way. That is not the Indian way. We're talking about spontaneous, flowy, dancing. You just feel, feel it, and so we do it, you know, and that, that was what was happening over there. But God loves that culture, because He's like the wind, and He goes wherever He wants. And the anointing of God will jump and move. And John Wimber described the anointing like the dancing hand of God, which is a beautiful way of describing it. And I want to describe it like a butterfly that lands upon certain people at certain times. And when we notice that and when we partner with that and honour the anointing, he releases power. And so a little story, one morning like... um, the, the boys of this Indian church, the, the youth, were giving their testimony. And we were invited to come and pray for them. The only thing is that Keith was the anointed one at that moment. And we just could see it. And he just would go up and prophesy one after the other over these boys. And you'd watch them light up. And you'd watch them get so blessed. And uh, we didn't want to get in the way. We don't want to say, oh, let's be a bit democratic and we should have everyone have a go. No, 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 no. We want to honour the anointing. We want to honour the leading of the Holy Spirit in the landing. Who's he landing on? And so as um, a family, we start to honour, you know, who's carrying the prophetic word or who's carrying the healing anointing, who's carrying, um, you know, different different anointings. And we want to um, give room for, for that um, experience and that that transformation to happen as a result so next one all right so next perspective all right it's a bit um dark but that shampoo in the middle with her hands raised and some very happy chappies there so heaven invading earth may sound like laughing loudly and uh we had such an outrageous time um (laughs) in India as a team, and it was just off the charts funny. I think that 
we could be a team of stand-up comedians if we wanted to. Hugh Serpentine is definitely the funniest. He, he is hysterical. And uh, what we'd do is we'd turn up for breakfast and then before you know it, we're filling the room with laughter and the atmosphere would be changed. In such a hectic, um, intense environment, there was the festival of their God at that time, uh, a, a goddess actually with many arms. I forget the name, but it's the goddess of power. And so there's this very much this feeling of, um, of we have to make sure that, that we, we are honouring this powerful being. That was the sense, and it was a very serious um, sense that was around the roads of Kolkata and on the people's faces. And what happened to us was something actually countercultural, and we saw that people would actually appreciate the joy and the laughter that was coming. And so we'd laugh and laugh and laugh. And, uh, yeah, I'm just holding back from saying something, saying, good boy, Ryan. All right. <laughs> One thing I will say, though, is that we went to a restaurant and there was so much fun and happiness uh, that there was the, a family that was singing happy birthday to a 21-year-old son. Um, we actually joined in in singing happy birthday in a really posh restaurant. And then the 21-year-old came and presented us with some of the cake. Isn't that incredible? So that laughter brings connection. And you know, he is the one that sits in the heavens and laughs. God. Uh, and even when there's crisis in the nations, like it said, describes in Psalm, 22, uh, Psalm 2, pardon, he is laughing. And then it goes on to say, you know, in this messianic psalm, give me the nations as my inheritance, the ends of the earth as my possession. And so we, we were... We were praying that actually. Calcutta is your possession. India is your inheritance. So we were coming from heaven to earth with that laughter. And in that laughter, claiming, claiming that land. In that laughter, claiming that culture. In that laughter, claiming that people. Yeah, so very, very fun times. And it helped loosen us up as well, releasing some endorphins in what could potentially be a uh, very um, dangerous, yeah, Think to your, on your head, uh, think in your mind, what would this look like on the front page of the advertiser? Okay, don't let that happen. <laughs> All right, next slide. <laughs> sort of thing, yeah. All right, the next um, window I want us to, to look through is touching lives by getting in touch with the mother heart of God. And let me explain this um, with a couple of stories. I first encountered the Shampa. Um, <laughs> he's about this high, but he's one of the most dangerous people to the powers of darkness on this planet. Yeah. Uh, uh, when, when I was um, a teacher in Wyala, and I actually came down for a conference, and I was pretty broken um, and uh, going through some stuff. And at the end, I, she, I lined up to get a hug from her. And she hugged me, which is very, very life-changing. And she said to me, you're the best of the best. Don't listen to the lies. God has handpicked you. And who would have thought that I would go over? It's just amazing. Praise God. And I encountered a mother's love, you know, and I encountered the father's love through a mother. And there's a space in all of us that needs to be healed through 
the mother's TLC. A mother's TLC goes a long, long way, as we know from some great times growing up. But the father has a mother's heart, and we, we see this in um, Psalm 131. I've calmed and quietened my soul within me like a weaned child, like a weaned child. And that's what he was experiencing. And then Jesus saying, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, I've longed to gather you. I've longed to gather you like a mother hen gathers its chicks, but you were not willing. So Jesus is showing this. And then we have the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the comforter. So, so amazing. And that's the atmosphere that you that Shampoo carries is this like um, mother henning vibe and also that deep, deep um, comfort. And your heart gets healed by being around it. And those kids just become her children uh, through, through spending time with her. And she actually led the ice cream man to the Lord at the beach. She was afraid to go in the water. And uh, she's like, come with me, come with me. And she took him out into the water and his ice cream cart was like in the, in the um, little waves that were coming through. And he's like, these can't be your kids. How are these your kids? And Shampas says, we're the same on the inside. And so, yeah, I mean, I feel like one of her, um, yeah, little sons, you know, as well, as, as I'm a son of this house as well. But by hanging out with her, you just feel like such a son. And then that gets on you and you carry that. And I want to explain that uh, when we were at the camp, we planned out this incredible teaching schedule. Um, I gave it to everyone. It was very, very polished. But it just didn't happen that way, you know. But what did happen? One time I was given the microphone and I can say that, yeah, I, I just went with what came out, you know. <laughs> and it worked. Isn't it amazing that Jesus said the Spirit of the Father will speak through you? So the Holy Spirit comes with the Father and the Son. He's one with the Father and the Son, the Spirit of the Father. So this is incredible. And so the Spirit of the Father was speaking to these kids. And I just want to point out, when I was at Bethel, I went to the supernatural, uh, sorry, to the School of the Prophets, and I had this itinerant, um, high-caliber, YWAM prophetic um, minister come up to me. He said, I really believe, I really believe Australians are going to carry the Father's heart all around the nations. And it just went zoom into me. And so I know that that's part of my vision statement for my life, to carry the Father's heart to the nations as a son. And that's what we were doing as Australians from the land down under, what's sometimes perceived as an orphan nation, you know, of, of convicts and just down under, you know. We're rising up in our, in our full potential as sons with our heads held high and coming from heaven. And so it was just so special, like this theme started to come through as different ones shared about the love of the Father and Father God. And you could see that these kids have grown up with gods and goddesses in an oppressive um, culture where they have to appease these gods in case something bad happens to them. We actually have a loving Father who's so high but comes to our level, who's so powerful but is so gentle, who's so everywhere but meets with us in a manifest way in front of us and then hugs us and... This is what was happening as we were ministering. We could see that they were getting it. And um, we taught them that song, You're a Good, Good Father. And they loved that song. We taught them the chorus and the bridge. And uh, they, really, they really got an impartation from this house and what's come upon this nation. And 
we were, we were very blessed. And Shampa said, stay the course. Stay the course of the Father's love. So that's exactly what we did. And, uh, and we just felt like one big happy family in the Father's um, house by the end of it. And isn't that a beautiful little um, picture there? Bronnie, a little girl. Love it. All right, so you blokes get in touch with your feminine side. Well, with the mother heart of God, his love. All right. Okay, next slide. All right. This is something Shampa taught us about not worrying about being prayed up or read up, but just showing up. Because greater is he is in you than he is in the world. So we literally just have to show up and start releasing the kingdom. Isn't that? That's good news, isn't it? That's very good news. And sometimes in the kingdom, it's by hunger, and there's times for that, mostly in the private place. But in the public place, let's just, be, let's just move in faith. We just move in faith. We don't have to be like, oh! We just stand there in faith and believe. And if you can perceive it, you can receive it. Perceive that heaven's coming out of you, you receive it. And whatever, you know, like, yeah, who God is to you will come through you. <laughs> And the God you know, the God you'll show you and just show up and start leaking and incredible things start to happen. This is our first day, guys, at a women's ministry. And, uh, you know, Hugh got up and he gave a word of knowledge about a lady and she got healed. And then Keith got up after we'd sung together as well. And he said, um, basically did an altar call. And then all these Hindu... Women stood up and got saved and kids, I believe kids. And that's a picture of the ones that got saved. And that man there is a guy that literally walked off the street and sat down. We thought he was a past, the pastor, but he's just a human, he was a human rights activist um, that walked off the street and sat down. <laughs> Some events happening here, he wanted to be a part of it. And uh, he ends up getting saved. And then he wanted to give us money because he thought we were gods. And Jonathan's thinking, it's usually the other way around, you know. (laughs) They want money from us. And then he said, take this camera and film me or, yeah, take a picture. Sorry, take a picture of me getting healed. And then we proceeded to pray for his throat. And, uh, yeah, it's just epic. So way to go, Keith. So cool. Fun times. All right. Um, Oh, hold on, just one more point. When the Bethel team rocked up a fun story, they showed up in this public place and started singing songs. Like you can imagine, be lifted high, be lifted high, just singing songs and having a good old time. And all these people start gathering. Then more people gather. Then more people gather. And before you know it, you've got a mass of people all listening to these guys from America sing their songs. And then people start getting healed all over the place, healed. Miracles start breaking out. Shampa's there. She tells this story and she said something then just shifted and she knew that they had to get everyone together in the cars and evacuate. <laughs> and that's what they did. <laughs> so um, that they, they did that. And so it's so powerful, you know, when we start to walk in heaven on earth and we just walk in love and start releasing and, in a very practical way, Mother Teresa did that, didn't she, on the streets of Calcutta? Like Shampa was a slum, actually a slum girl that just had a little bit of rice, onion, chili for years and years and years eating that in the slums. And she remembers Mother Teresa with um, 
her feet. Apparently, they're really ugly feet. No offense to her. Um, <laughs> but uh, she'd be like, bless you, my child. But she'd really love people, love people, love people. And Shampa obviously caught something. You know, we don't always um, remember what we're taught, but we certainly catch things. Some things are caught. And she caught something, I believe. And we've caught that. And hopefully you're catching it now. To the point where every person you meet is a quality encounter where you embrace them. You don't just look at them. You look into them, not with judgment, but with love because people can feel it, can't they? And their lives get changed. And Shamba does that with every person. She treats them like a, a, a rare species, a, an incredible specimen of a child of God. And she loves them, makes you feel so special. And, uh, you know, um, I believe Marty and Karen do that. And, and we're learning to do that here. And we know that that is going to change lives out in the southern suburbs, as we just embrace each and every person and love them. And, uh, and healings follow that. So it was just incredible. And she certainly touches people and grabs people. And that's her mama love. But obviously not everyone can do that. All right. And not everyone can hug um, different people. If, if you're one of those people that can get away with it, do it. <laughs> but it might just be a handshake. I, I do a lot of, you know, special handshakes. And they taught me a, a weird one where you twist like that. And that's the thing that I do. But for you, it might be a... I also hug people and slap them on the back. Who's ever been slapped? Yeah. My friends had to tell me that when I was going out with Louise that I was actually potentially hurting her and not to do that as hard. Yeah, so it was funny. <laughs> but uh, what we can do is we can embrace, embrace people and, and have those quality experiences with with people and stop for the ones as Heidi Baker says all right let's move on to the next one got a few more um he's the god of work rest and play and I know I'm really good at um following the footsteps of the god of work and I'm I'm not so good at um at but I'm learning to follow in the footsteps of the god of rest thank you Mars bars but also (laughs) God is a God of play. Come on. And to have a well-balanced life and a well-balanced ministry, we ought to um, really embrace play, you know. And so this is something Shampa does really well. And uh, she said that the, when God ministered to the kids the most, it was at the beach. And at the beach, we were playing in the water. The water was really warm eating coconuts and drinking them too and uh, eating ice creams and having so much fun. And uh, they called me Bon, bon Dieu, and that means friend. They're like, Bon Dieu, Bon Dieu, and there's all these other guys making friends with me. You know, it's, it's like, Ricky Ponting, you're from Australia, or, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. It was so much fun. Yeah, and it's in that moment you just feel the Spirit of God upon the waters and playing and swirling around and fun and happiness and connection and uh, it's, it's life-changing. And so we don't necessarily always have to be at the front with, with um, a microphone or um, you know what I mean, but we can hang out and play with people and, and have fun. So, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And that is Hugh with the cricket bat there representing South Africa and uh, <laughs> he did very well in the cricket while we were over there. Not so well in the rugby. Um, <laughs> Go, Louise. And that's a Frisbee. So this is my photography skills coming into play. So I'm showing off a bit. All right, moving along. 
that's at the campground we stayed at. It was a beautiful green, mint green, um, for those that love aesthetics. The language of love communicates kingdom culture. This is the last um, yeah, perspective. There was a different language there. There was a different um, way of doing life, different food. I love the curries, but by the end... I didn't want to see another curry. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. You know, I'm no longer in the curry club. But yeah, they, what happened is when we loved and when we sat down with them and ate and when we um, had a go at speaking their language, when we did games with them, we, we uh, played the chocolate game and uh, Bronnie, Bronnie did some craft with them and Lauren had a camera which produces a photo. Um, I forget what it's called. And it was just incredible loving on them with all the love languages. So words of affirmation and quality time and touch and acts of service. And the other one, which I can't recall right now, gifts. And that was just speaking volumes and telling a thousand words into our environment. And so we we just um, absolutely love these kids. They, yeah, definitely weave your way into into your hearts. This guy on the left... Uh, Sir Joy, yeah, Sir Joy, and he was like the um, the 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 youth there are so cool. They're like the they're going to be the next Backstreet Boys or something. They're they're really really cool, and they do dancing and they're really gifted in the performing arts and really intelligent, and uh, they're really soft hearted as well. One guy, I'm like, you're so smart. He's like, do you really think so? Yeah, they're so 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 uh, sweet, and um, so. We, we just felt um, amazingly blessed by them and loved by them as well. So incredible things happened in India and amazing, amazing things happen when we communicate the language of love. And the last little story I want to share with you is actually when Jonathan, as a crazy American, took us to the temple of the goddess of death and destruction. <laughs> and so we had to take off our shoes. There was radical Hinduism happening um, no militant Hinduism, but I was prepared to be a martyr. It's by the Ganges River. Ganges is so beautiful. And um, we were there and you could see, we didn't go into the, the temple to see the idol, but we saw a picture of this goddess and it's just so, um, so yuck. There's so much demonic energy coming from it. And what I quickly learned is that you need to start to love in that environment and what happens is even that oppressive powerful atmosphere can be changed by a small small act of love what happened to me I just started loving people and I felt so alive it started to feel like church in that place because the kingdom of God moves through love and relationships so I was starting little mini relationships micro relationships with people and saying, I'm an Australian, I'm a disciple of Jesus, looking at them, loving them. And um, when we were down at the Ganges, I, I saw some guys, young guys dressed in red and found out one of them was a hairdresser. And um, I said, what do you think of my hair? That sort of thing. <laughs> and, um, and said I was from Australia. They're very standoffish, but just kept building that, that relationship. And uh, yeah, said I was a disciple of Jesus. And, and by the end of the conversation, they really accepted me. But I couldn't understand because usually I can fast track connection with people. But it was particularly hard with these young guys. 
And I just want to comment on the way out through the market that they saw me as our car was driving past and their eyes were wide open. They were fully like waving me down like, hey, hey. And later I found out that they were priests devoted to that goddess of death and destruction. And I just thought, wow, that, that was an amazing encounter for me just to love those guys. And they will always know that, that um, Jesus loves them. And, and Jesus can meet them in his dreams. He can do whatever he wants. You know, I don't have to always lead people in a sinner's prayer. And I know that when you say, when, you, when you're unashamed and you say, I'm a follower of Jesus, Jesus loves you, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. So that was actually an incredible, incredible moment. But I just wanted to show you the contrast there. But what happens is the, the act of love becomes way, way more powerful because as 1 John says, Perfect love casts out fear. Yeah. To do an act of love. So even in our homes, you know, if, if the environment in our homes or the atmosphere is slightly out of whack or something's wrong, start loving. Start doing something loving. Even if the person isn't in your house that you can love, send a text message of love to someone and tell the Lord you love him. Do something, say hello to a neighbor and watch a shift happen. Watch the shift happen because the, the, the kingdom of God is, is about love and love is family and he's our father. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. It's the kingdom of the father. And whenever you've seen Jesus, you've seen the father. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he's sent from the father and Jesus. And he comes with the father and with Jesus. And he's here tonight. He's here tonight. The, the father is fully present here tonight in our midst. And uh, he is so, so wanting to fill us with love tonight and impart fresh love into us. I really believe that. So all good? You like those perspectives? Great, great, great. Awesome. Way to go. Awesome. So what I want to do, um, I'm just going to move prophetically, but the Holy Spirit's going to be ministering to people even if I'm not directly to you. So just be open. Really let your guard down. You know, when you hug someone, what do you have to do? You can't be like, it's like, ah, you know, <laughs> have you been like that when your grandma hugs you? It's like, ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but you learned that it's a two-way thing and open up your heart and open up your arms. And that's why God has invented love like that, to look like that. And but we can do that with the Father. You know, the Father wants to hug you. I was thinking this when I was in, um, India as well, how Jesus blessed the children. The disciples were angry, but Jesus took them into his arms. In other words, hugged them. Yeah. Let's stand up and put up a song, a song that's really been the theme song for me this year. You know, last year we had songs like Spirit Lead Me, Oceans. We had, um, we we're singing Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. We we're singing You Make Me Brave, You Call Me Out Upon the Waters. This year, there's been strong songs about the Father and you're a good, good Father and about His love. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm not going to live under the dictations of fears. I'm a child of God. And these songs are coming through. It's coming through so powerfully to Australia at the moment. And we're starting to understand that what's so attractive to the church is communities of love, that's what a church is, communities of compassion, 
That's what a church is. And it's not just a, a locality, it's a, it's a family. And, and I really believe he's building his church through love and, and he's doing that tonight. He's just connecting us with him and one another. And yeah, you guys are so amazing. I love you so much and what a privilege to be here tonight. And no one is forgotten here tonight. We just put on that song. Thanks, guys. No one is too far from a God that is beckoning them, wooing them, calling them, who's chosen them, whose loving kindness never fails, but has tender mercies, who is long-suffering, this Father heart of God. God is our parent. He brings a mother's love to us. God, we invite you tonight to bring specifically the mother's love. There's so many broken people out there that need the touch of your love in a compassionate, tender, comforting, consoling way. Oh God, tonight, transform us so that we can transform. Oh, thank You for Your glory here tonight, God. Thank You for Your presence here tonight, Father. We embrace the embrace tonight of Your wide openness. Let every wall be turned into a door. Let every ceiling be turned into an open heaven tonight. Because Your love is an everyday kind of love, as this song is saying. It's not a conference love. It's a Monday morning, I need a coffee kind of love. It's I've had a fight with my spouse, I need a a love hug kind of love. It's like, I don't know how to be the best parent, but God, I'm going to have a go. And wow, bam, this is an everyday kind of love. It's I forgot something at the shop, so I'll go and get it. Oh, there's a stranger. I'm going to smile at them kind of love. An everyday kind of love. Let's arise as sons and daughters. Ha! Thank you so much, God. Just let the Father minister to you right now. I'm just going to invite you up the front. If you're a visitor here tonight, just come up the front. We're going to, we feel to just give some words of encouragement from the Father's heart to anyone who's visiting tonight. So just make a row up the front. Yeah. The Father's only got good things to say to His kids. He always knows how to find that wonder in you. And then He makes it full and you become wonderful because He starts to bring that out in you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, yeah, we'll pray, prophesy of these guys. Thank you, God. Just soak, get immersed. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, oh, when this love lifts me up above the Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Yeah. God's showing me that you're an outdoors man. And you've always loved the great outdoors ever since you were a child. 
And God just wants you to think right now about a few of those times in your childhood where you just felt so happy. You felt so much love. You felt so much fun. You were just enjoying life. God wants to say to you tonight, the Father says, that was me. I was all over that. Hey, I was all over that. And I want you to take, I want to take you back to that. Tonight, the Father says, you have permission to be a child. You have permission to be a little one. You have permission. You are fully innocent tonight. He wants you to have radical dependency on Him. Radical trust. Not worrying about tomorrow, but having wonder. From worry to wonder. Tonight, He he gives you the heart of a child. Just a transformation, the heart of a child. And so we bless you as Jesus blessed the little children. We bless your life in Jesus' name. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Just thank you right now for the... kindness of God over Martin right now. Grant. Say again. Grant. Grant. I'm, having to, I'm, having, having oh. I'm having problems breathing. I can't okay. breathe. Someone pray for me, please. Quick. Yeah, yeah, come, come I've lost everything. Pray, 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 please. I can't feel anything. I've got no emotions. I've been here an hour. I can't feel anything. Something's happened to me. God is not honouring all right just keep focusing on the father's love he's moving tonight what we need to do is we need to just run to God if there's any worries or any fears anything that's hassling you I declare that's not God we just welcome the Holy Spirit we welcome you Holy Spirit Let's begin to pray for more of the Holy Spirit. Isn't it great that He doesn't give us a counterfeit? He won't give us a serpent or a scorpion. But when we ask the Father, He gives us more of the Holy Spirit. That's whatever we need. The Holy Spirit comes in and comes with whatever we need. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this incredible man of God. Thank you, God. I see you around a campfire And this is the bonfire of the love of God. And I see you as one that um, gathers men and uh, you're a discipler. And Jesus is saying, go into all the earth and make disciples. The Lord's given you uh, such a father's heart. But tonight he wants to increase that. And he wants to give you this incredible joy, um, just a wondrous joy. And so we release the joy right now of the father's love. All over you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Yeah, and you. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, prophesy over you. I really can see God um, upon you. And He just really is uh, going to bring an incredible release in your life tonight. And so 
we'll just, I'll just pray a prayer that um, gets ready for that. So Lord, we just open up right now. Just thank you for bringing this incredible lady here tonight. What's your name? Thank you, Father, for Cindy. Thank you, God. <clears throat> Cindy, the Father says you are so precious. You are like saffron to Him. You're like a pearl to Him. You're like gold to Him. You're like frankincense to Him. You're a diamond to Him. And tonight He says that you are precious and genuine as well. And your faith has been tested recently, but it's so that the genuineness of your faith will come forth, being more precious than gold, refined in the fire. And so we thank You, Lord, that she's coming out of the fire tonight into a new place, Lord, into a place of embrace where others see the love of God in her and she's going to shine. She's going to shine. She's going to shine. And God's saying tonight, this is my beloved daughter in whom I am well pleased And you just get the intention of everything I call everything in your past to come to this moment right now. I call every person, um, I call every word that's been spoken over your life just to come into this place right now. And far above anything negative, farther, farther farther above anything that has been negative that has happened to you, we say that the Father says, He is well pleased with you and you are beautiful. And tonight He's calling you to go and make other daughters beautiful. Beauty from the ashes. Yeah, bless her Lord. Bless her Lord. Bless her, Jesus. Thank you Lord. Sweet, sweet anointing of God. Yeah. Thank you Holy Spirit. Fill her with your love Father. Yeah, thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. Yeah, let's just wait on Him a bit longer. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's play that song again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. If uh, this means anything to anyone, just come out the front. But I get May 1973, just as a word of knowledge. If that means something to you, just come out the front. Um, Some funny ones, but... Mitchum Girls High School, if that means something to someone. (laughs) Yeah. And... Either your grandpa or your dad was called Jeffrey. <clears throat> Jeff. Yeah. Does that mean anything to anyone? Hands up if that means something to someone. Jeff or Jeffrey? Yeah, come up the front. So, <clears throat> so which word of knowledge? Oh, obviously, Jeffrey, your dad? Uncle. Uncle, yeah, father figure. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And obviously, um, Alicia. But thank you, Father, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing tonight, God. And Lord, you're, you're showing Bronnie right now that attribute that Jeffrey carried that was from you. And you're filling her tonight with that. 
and filling up her heart, God, with that. And it's going to be something that is restored to her family. It's going to be a necessary attribute, um, a tool to build, build up the house, the home, the family culture. Yeah, thank you. Just keep revealing. Thank you for Alicia, of course. Yeah, I didn't know when I was saying that, by the way. So, yeah. <laughs> Bless Alicia. Stretch out your hands. Alicia, just as we went to India, the Father is saying, go for it, girl. You're called cool to be a missionary. We release favour on you tonight for the mission field. Dream big. Don't worry about finances. Just tell people what you want to do and we will back you up. Bless, bless, bless this girl, Jesus. I see your fingers growing out. Your hands are becoming big. Your hands are becoming so big. The Lord's saying you've been, a, been someone that's had, you've been a details person, but tonight the Lord's making your hands so big and He's giving you the hands of a visionary to build vision. Thank you, Jesus. And point vision and carry vision. Jesus, Jesus, touch her. Jesus is putting His hands in your hands right now. Yeah, which word of knowledge are you responding to? Mitchum. Mitchum girls? Yeah, so Mitchum girls, stretch out your hands to Juliet. Ah, come on. Thank you, God. <clears throat> Jesus is just absolutely encircling you right now. He wants you to know that when you were at Mitchum girls, He was encircling you and He was so there. And He wants you to know that He's your protector. And tonight He's redeeming the years. He's redeeming you and He's saying that He's going to turn every negative experience tonight into, into a, a moment with Him and showing you where He was that in that moment. And instead of the pain of the past, you're going to embrace transformation that God has brought you through, that He works everything together for good. He's going to show you actually in the Spirit how He's working those negative experiences together for good. And you're going to walk out the door different. And we bless Juliet. We bless her as a mama in the southern suburbs to women and girls. Women's ministry. We prophesy over her in whatever shape or form, whatever that, whatever it is. We release an anointing for women's ministry. Lord, big or small, but Lord, let her love women. Let her love women that have been hurt in their adolescent years as well. We release the spirit of counsel upon her and comfort. Jesus, Jesus. And which word of knowledge you respond to? I was married in 1973 and I also went to Mitchum Girls High. Oh, wow. Come on. Cool. That makes me happy. Yeah, so stretch out your hands. And we know that um, Linda's such a great mum in this place and just a great... Uh, Lover, and what a great way to finish prophetically with a mother. And so I sense, Linda, that God's saying to you tonight that your years of, of just being a lover and a mother aren't over, but you're to love everyone. You're to love the, you're to love the church, love the bride of Christ. And you're to, to keep on releasing mother's love. We just release mother ministry and uh, keep keep hosting people, keep spreading hospitality, keep just um, hugging people and, and having that tough mama's love as well. Yeah. And there's healing for you tonight. There's greater healing for you tonight. Father is with you. He's just filling up that empty spaces that, that your, your husband would feel. Thank you, Jesus. Filling that up tonight. More, more, more Holy Spirit. 
All right. Awesome. Well, let's give these guys a round of applause. Thanks, guys, for being brave. And let's just praise the Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. We love you, God. Well, we're going to release you to come up the front. And uh, I'm just going to get Keith and Bronnie and I. And what we're going to do, we're not going to prophesy. We're actually just going to lay hands on you or hug you, whatever's appropriate, for as long as we need to until it's done, until we've imparted love into you. And uh, you're free to talk, to get to know people. Thanks so much for coming out. You're free to go. But if you just want a dose of love, you want to soak in this environment, Bronnie and Keith and I are going to come and impart into you as representatives of the Indian team. Yeah. So Bronnie will do the women and um, Keith as well by looks, so that's cool. Yeah. Thanks, guys.